This is News Today with WDW News Today. I'm Tom Corliss of WDWNT.com. Please like this video, subscribe, and hit the notifications bell to make sure you never miss the latest from the Disney theme parks all around the world. But here now the news for September 18th, 2023. A New Jersey child experienced whiplash on Peter Pan's flight, according to a new lawsuit filed by his father against Disney last week. Daniel Blanco said the ride broke down and unexpectedly stopped when his child rode the iconic Magic Kingdom attraction on May 18th. When the ride operator announced it would be starting back up, the ride jerked and slammed the plaintiff's head into the ride carriage, said the lawsuit, for more than $50,000 that was filed in Orange Circuit Court. The whiplash was not a part of the normal ride. It was a malfunction and caused the plaintiff severe and permanent injuries. The lawsuit doesn't say what the injuries are. Bianca, uh, Blanco, Blanco is being represented by Morgan & Morgan, who declined to comment for this story. It's unclear how old the minor child was. The ride, of course, is family-friendly. It doesn't have any height restrictions, so it's for all ages. Uh, of course, you've been on Peter Pan's flight before. I will say this. I've been on it during a restart, and it does... It jerks a little bit. I could see if, like, the kid was leaning forward or something. It, it could certainly happen. So um, before we jump to conclusion in the comments saying that this, how does this happen on Peter Pan, if you've ever been on there during an e-stop, especially if you're on um, where, where the, the vehicle's starting to move downward, if you're on the downward slope, like, I came pretty close to the, to the sale myself, I will say. So um, it could happen. From the probable to maybe the improbable, our next story is the woman who's suing Disney uh, when she tried to enter the monorail and the doors shut on her, uh, her boyfriend said in court records. Quote, as we were getting on the monorail, the monorail door slammed shut on Rebecca, John Ruffin said in an affidavit filed in Orange Circuit Court late last month. Guests on the outside and myself and others on the inside were trying to pry Rebecca loose from the doors. Eventually, we got her out. Ruffin's affidavit gives another witness to support Rebecca uh, Vantarini's claims, although Disney is fighting back against the lawsuit and denied the allegations. Her lawsuit was filed in July and is still pending. Uh, Venturi's attorney filed notice uh, that he is ready for trial, according to court records. Rebecca was badly injured, Ruffin said. The monorail speaker came on while she was trapped in the doors, and it said there was something malfunctioning and we were resetting the monorail. A uniformed Disney cast member did nothing to help us get Rebecca out, Ruffin said in the affidavit. Uh, Vantorini's lawsuit said uh, it took five men to free her after the monorail doors at Epcot shut on her without any warning, trapping her. Vantorini is suing for more than $50,000 over the March incident. Her lawsuit doesn't give more details on how she was hurt other than that she had a permanent injury to her body. We'll keep you updated as we learn more on both of these lawsuits. After being announced last month, the Coco bus wrap has made its debut at Walt Disney World. We spotted the new wrapped guest transportation at the Walt Disney World Transportation and Ticket Center. The bus is mostly purple and features Dante in his alabrije form alongside Pepita, Hector Rivera, and Miguel. Imagery of the Marigold Bridge from the film is also present throughout the art. Hector and Miguel ride on her back and are featured in a 2D animation style rather than their 3D Pixar representation. The back of the bus transformed uh, with marigold petals from the bridge to the afterlife. The back of the bus also features fireworks, uh, with some making out the shape of a sugar skull. I think it's particularly cute, the two little backlights on the, on the bus are the eyes in the skull. It's very cute. It's, it's, a, it's a good one. I like this one. New Encanto theming has been added to one of the gondolas that transports guests aboard the Walt Disney World Skyliner. The addition of Encanto theming to the service was announced in August. Its introduction coincides with the start of Hispanic and Latin 
American Heritage Month 2023, which is being celebrated around Walt Disney World from September 15th through October 15th. The gondola itself is a bright orange tone. It features decals depicting numerous characters from the 2021 animation, uh, animated film Encanto. One wide window has been covered by a see-through depiction of Bruno standing in front of a vivid blue door of the Casita Madrigal. He's wearing his iconic green ruana as he displays a rat in his hand. The other window side of the gondola displays Antonio Madrigal in his bedroom, which he transformed into a lush tropical forest inhabited by several species of animals. Pico sits on his shoulder as other toucans fly around the frame, and they're joined by additional birds and butterflies, while the uh, uh, Chispy the Capybara peers over the Disney Skyliner branding. And a decal depicting the Madrigal sisters appears on the window opposite the gondola doors. Mirabel appears with folded arms in front of Luisa, who is displaying her gift of immense strength by flexing her arms. The positioning of the photo makes it look as though Luisa is holding the roof of the gondola up by herself, and Isabella appears next to her sisters. She's manifesting some pink flowers to add even more color to the car. This program is brought to you by our official travel agent sponsor, Be Our Guest Vacations. Your dream vacation begins with Be Our Guest and their concierge team of expert vacation planners. Head on over to BeOurGuestVacations.com slash WDWNT and their team will design your next magical vacation from the Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts to the Disney Cruise Line to Adventures by Disney and more. They're also able to book unforgettable VIP tours where you and your group can experience the ultimate park day. And the best part is their concierge services are 100% free. So book today. Sticking with Encanto, guests can now meet Mirabelle from Encanto at the Magic Kingdom. Mirabelle meets guests in the fairy tale garden, formerly home to, Mer home to Merida from Brave. And for those of you that are my age, it used to be where Belle was. Remember that? <laughs> for those fellow old people watching today like me, remember Belle was there. Uh, the fairy tale garden gates are painted with the, uh, the Madrigal family mural, and orange walls with butterflies are to the sides. Mirabelle will meet intermittently between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. daily. And inside, the stone table has been removed from the courtyard and stanchions have been set up, creating a larger queue space. On one stone wall is a group of framed images of the Madrigal family uh, in front of their doors. The Madrigal family tree uh, is in a pink frame. Banners resembling each character's glowing door line the meet-and-greet space and, and vines of pink flowers spill over the walls. Bruno's banner is partially hidden behind some plants, very fittingly. And the family's candle is in a small alcove near Abuela's banner. Mirabelle is in her classic white blouse, blue skirt, and green glasses. Her blouse and skirt are embroidered with images representing the family. You can watch our video of the meet and greet right here on the channel. Bruno as well has exited the walls of the Casita Madrigal and has arrived at Walt Disney World. The character from Encanto made his debut in the Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade on September 15th to coincide again with the start of that Hispanic and Latin American Heritage Month. The parade banner at the front of the parade has been updated to reflect the park's celebration of the month as well. And several other characters have been added to the lead float from other Disney stories. Miguel and Elena of Avalor are right up front on the lead float. Bruno wears his iconic green ruana and waves from above. Jose and Panchito ride on the back of the float. Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade is performed at least once daily, typically at 5, 10 p.m. Eastern. It commences in, fan, in Frontierland and ultimately runs down Main Street. The show debuted as part of the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World in 2022 and features the most characters of any cavalcade ever. Um, it is the one holdover. Cavalcades were introduced during the COVID era, and uh, this is the one that stuck. And people really, I think it's great. It's, it's a cute little thing. It's worth seeing. And they keep updating it all the time, which is nice. 
After teasing a new magnet a week ago, Walt Disney World has officially announced the Oswald the Lucky Rabbit annual passholder magnet will be available at Epcot soon. The magnet's D-shaped border is a sparkly silver in honor of the Disney 100 celebration. Oswald is in the center wearing his blue shorts and Walt Disney World annual passholder is around the edge. The magnet will be available at the Creation Shop from September 20th to October 23rd while supplies last. Disney provided a first look at the new Epcot reimagined merchandise collection, which is coming soon to the Creation Shop. It'll be first released during the annual Passholder Shopping event, uh, which is in a few days. The Epcot reimagined woven shirt and fashion top feature various characters from Epcot, Remy, Groot and Star-Lord, Olaf, Nemo and Crush, and of course, Figment. The collection includes a matching lounge flight ear headband and a Dooney and Burke handle tote bag. The Dooney and Burke collection will also include a tote bag and a crossbody. The Epcot Reimagined Spirit Jersey features the same characters and design elements, paying homage to Epcot attractions and experiences. These include a sim car from Test Track, the X2 Deep Space Shuttle from Mission Space, World Showcase Pavilions, the Entrance Fountain, and the Monorail. The same elements are featured on a gray t-shirt. The Epcot logo is on both the front and back of a new Zip hoodie. It also features Mickey Mouse. The collection will include a Spaceship Earth light-up figurine. It lights up an array of colors, and the white base features the Epcot logo and designs reflecting the park's four neighborhoods. It is the same exact mold as that 40th anniversary figure that was released last year, but without uh, figment on the bottom. And lastly, the Epcot Reimagined Mystery Pin Set is already available. It features Epcot characters plus Stitch, for some reason, uh, with pavilion logos. No offense, Jake, just Stitch doesn't really have a place in Epcot. That's not his park. I don't know. It's just weird. What was that? It's okay. it's okay. All right. Jake said it's okay. We can move on, everybody. He's always with you in your brain and heart, but now you can take him on the go as a number of new Figment phone cases have debuted at Walt Disney World. The phone cases have been released alongside a new headphone case and an ornament that depicts the beloved purple dragon. We found this all at Epcot. The Figment pondering phone case is $34.99. The ornament is $19.99. The headphone case is $19.99. The Figment Let Your Imagination Fly phone case is $34.99. And the Figment Imagination phone case is $34.99. Those are awesome and mighty phone cases. Walt Disney World Resort has shared new art for one of the offerings planned for Disney Jollywood Nights at Hollywood Studios this holiday season, titled Holiday Fiesta in La Cale. Uh, as depicted in the art you're looking at now, Holiday Fiesta in La Cale uh, will be one of the entertainment offerings at the new nighttime celebration. Located on Commissary Lane, guests will find a holiday street fair featuring Latin holiday music and musicians playing along the walkways. Warm lighting and colorful decor will fill the street as guests sip drinks and enjoy treats inspired by Latin holiday traditions. Of course, Jollywood Nights is a separately ticketed event that will take place from 8.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. on select nights between November 11th and December 20th. 2023. So far, only the first night is sold out. Almost one year after construction walls went up in front of Keystone Clothiers to repair the store's crumbling facade, the entrance is now open to guests once again, though the entryway is not completely repaired yet. Back in September of 2022, reportedly an ECV struck the facade and a large portion of the wall around the doorway collapsed and construction walls went up uh, just a few days afterwards with seemingly no progress on the repair. For nearly a year, it has remained uh, walled off. And as you can see in these photos, the entrance doorway is now covered by muted sage green construction material. It's kind of what was there. It's like they cut a hole in it. Um, it, it, it could be the same thing that was there. They put it, could have put a new one. But uh, regardless, what they've done is they've carved out an entranceway and they've reopened the door. So you can go in and out of this entranceway now, but 
there is still damage to be repaired to this facade regardless. You see there's still that temporarily, uh, the temporary wood paneling is still there. There's still a, a, a wood board up in another spot. Um, why is this taking so long? Why is it taking a year to find the necessary components to fix this doorway? Like between Imagineering and Central Shops and everyone at either WDI or Walt Disney World, how is this like this? This can't possibly be, there's gotta be another story to this, right? This is insane, a full year to fix a door. Uh, Disneyland was built in a year, right? I, I, I can't imagine what's going on. I'd love to know the whole story, but um, it, uh, I just can't imagine why it's taking so long. Work on Island Mercantile at Animal Kingdom continues as another set of registers have been curtained off for removal. During a visit to the park on September 9th, we spotted the black curtain area where the former beaver-themed cash wrap was previously located. You know, I lamented about the impending loss of the beaver registers on a previous show. The curtains block any kind of view as to what's happening to the registers, though, of course, we assume they are being removed as they've removed other circular register stations in the store. There's still enough room for guests to walk around the curtain area, though the sides might be a bit of a tight squeeze with the nearby displays. The curtain goes all the way to the back on one of the walls behind the former register area, splitting the middle between two merchandise display shelving areas. The green beaver shelves are completely inaccessible to guests thanks to the curtain. Here's what the register looked like prior to the curtains going up. It was, it was gorgeous, was it not? Uh, the camel room, meanwhile, of Island Mercantile was the most recent cash wrap area removed. In our last update, circle registers were covered by tarps, but now they are gone. Uh, and just a single rack of merchandise has replaced it for now. Um, there's definitely signs that the registers were there. It's interesting to see the finished product. Hopefully they're not completely done, but um, nonetheless work continues. And as Walt Disney World continues to eliminate uh, centralized cash wraps, uh, these the centralized registers that used to be, again, for those of you who are old enough like me to remember the Bell meet and greet, you probably remember when the Emporium had them. Um, and other stores, right? It's, it's, it's a, one of those old Walt Disney World things that now is, uh, it's gone by the wayside. Very few left at this point. The Cake Bake Shop by Gwendolyn Rogers has issued an update regarding the opening timeline on its official Facebook page. As we previously reported, the 2023 opening timeframe was removed uh, from the website in August, leaving it just to say coming soon. But now on Facebook, they have announced that the dining location is looking to open in early 2024. Cake Bake Shop is taking over the former ESPN Club space and remains in the midst of construction. Once open, it'll include a table service restaurant and a quick service bakery with breakfast, brunch, lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, desserts, and cocktails all available. Maybe they're having problems with the door. Maybe it's taken them a year to put a door in. I don't know. The Solarium at Disney's Beach Club Resort has reopened with a new look, new furniture, and a reconfiguration to, the, to bring a spacious open feel to the sunny space. According to a detailed notice posted to the official site for Disney's Beach Club, the updates taking place at the villas that began on January 7th will run through most of this year. It was initially believed the changes would be completed by early April, but the refurbishment timeline was extended through late fall in March of this year. The exterior of the solarium still looks pretty much the same as it always has. Uh, the large picture windows bring a lot of light into the space. That's why it's called the solarium. Uh, there is an entrance to the solarium from the outside as well as one from the inside. This one lets out onto a small patio area, and up the walkway is the main entrance to the resort. From just inside the door, you can see that the patio and lush grounds are visible. And back outside, this entrance leads into the area in front of the Beach Club Marketplace, which the hallway to the solarium is just to the right. 
Just inside, we see the original light fixtures, chairs, mirror, and sideboard all remain, although chairs received new sets of cushions. These benches and side tables are the same, but have been painted, and the benches received new cushions and new pillows. The ceiling and walls all received a, a repaint while the solarium was closed, and the chairs and tables to the right are new to the space. The rug in the center is new, and the old rugs around the edge of the room have been deep cleaned. The television and speakers are the same, and the television remains off-center on the wall. The couches received new cushions, but are otherwise the same deep couches from the room before the refurbishment. The wood frames were repainted. This sitting area in the corner has been reimagined with new furniture. On each side of the room, there's also new art. Uh, this piece has Donald and Daisy enjoying a romantic moment on the beach, and the painting on the other side of the room depicts Webby Vanderquack running to join Huey, Dewey, and Louie splashing in the water. What a, a great choice. These new pieces of art, of course, match the paintings found in the recently reopened lobby of the resort. Moving over to Disneyland Resort, the option to purchase a new Inspire key has been removed from the official website, meaning that all Magic keys are at least temporarily unavailable for people who do not already own them. The option to buy a new Inspire key has been replaced by an available for renewal only designation on Disneyland's website, meaning that Inspire keys for the time being, again, can only be renewed by those that have them. The other three tiers of the Magic Key, Believe, Enchant, and Imagine, uh, all had the available only for renewal tag for quite some time. The recent stoppage of non-renewal Inspire Key transaction means that the sale of new Magic Key passes in total, again, temporarily halted. This is not the first time this has happened either, so um, again, we don't know when they're going to resume sales, but for the time being, you cannot buy a brand new Magic Key. A lawsuit initially filed against Walt Disney Parks and Resorts in 2021 over alleged false advertising of the Magic Key program at Disneyland reached a settlement in July, and the terms of that settlement have been revealed. Each settlement class member will receive approximately $67.41 from a settlement fund totaling $9.5 million and should, uh, should the proposed terms ultimately be approved. The terms were highlighted in a 32-page motion filed by plaintiff uh, Janelle Nielsen on September 7th. The listed plaintiffs are Nielsen individually and on behalf of other similarly situated, uh, in this case, holders of the now-discontinued Dream Key. That's me! The over 100,000 people impacted will electronically receive payment from the lawsuit and do not need to submit a claim in order to receive funds. Under the settlement, all settlement class members who do not submit valid and timely requests for exclusion will automatically receive an equal payment from the $9,500,000 settlement fund, approximately, again, 6741 without having to fill out a claim form. Further, after the initial distribution of payments, if the amount remaining in the settlement fund is greater than $10 per settlement class member, each settlement class member will receive a second uh, pro rata payment. As the long-awaited return of Run Disney events approaches at Disneyland Resort, we got a first look at the 2024 Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend Finisher Medals uh, today. Happening January 11th through the 14th of 2024, guests will take part in a memorable race weekend featuring three different races, two challenges, courses through both parks and the surrounding Anaheim Resort District, and more. Pluto is the star of the Disneyland 5K medal, which runners will earn by completing the 3.1-mile course. The medal features a retro art style and a sliding Pluto charm. The Disneyland 10K medal continues the vintage art style, but Don Donald and Daisy are in their running gear as the slider charm. Guests will earn this by crossing the finish line of the 6.2-mile course. The Disneyland Half Marathon finisher medal sees Mickey and Minnie running in front of Sleepy Castle with the giant Disneyland D behind them. Guests will earn this medal by completing the 13.1-mile course through the Disneyland Resort and the surrounding Anaheim Resort District. And guests who finish both the 2024 Disneyland 10K and the Disneyland Half Marathon will earn the finisher medal, the, double, the Dumbo Double Dare. Oof. 
featuring Dumbo. It's very cute. And runners who don't make it out to the parks can also participate in the uh, Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend virtually. Those interested can head on over to RunDisney.com and learn more and register. The latest nighttime spectacular of Disneyland, Wondrous Journeys, had its final performance on August 31st, but many fans believed it was only leaving to make way for the seasonal Halloween and Christmas performances. But now sources suggest that the positively received new show is currently not set to return anytime soon, but instead, Disneyland Forever will be coming back to the skies above Disneyland Park. Of course, Wondrous Journeys debuted in January of 2023 as part of the Disney 100 celebration. The show featured exclusively the films from the Walt Disney Animation Studios, uh, meaning no Pixar, Star Wars, or etc. It includes elements from every Disney animated film from Snow White all the way to Strange World. That includes Atlantis and Treasure Planet and Home on the Range, believe it or not. But the Disneyland Forever Nighttime Spectacular was introduced for the 60th anniversary of Disneyland in 2015. The show has seen a couple of final performances. The most recent was billed as the end of a limited time run. Now it seems the park will bring that show back one more time in 2024. We don't have exact dates uh, per the rumor just yet. Sometime in early 2024 seems likely after Believe in Holiday Magic wraps up in January of 2024. As per usual, this is all rumor at this point. None of this is confirmed by Disney. It's just what people inside the company have heard at this point. Um, it wouldn't be unlike Disneyland to hold Wondrous Journey's return for a time where they feel like they need it and instead market the return of Disneyland Forever for the first time in a couple of years. On a recent visit to San Francisco Square at California Venture, we spotted a new mural by the Baby Care Center that invites kids to grow with Baymax. The art can be found on the brick wall directly next to Child Services, also known as the park's Baby Care Center. The display features stripes of various shades of purple, pink, and red and encourages guests to grow together with the character in both English and Japanese. A ruler measuring from one foot to seven feet tall is, is present on both sides, encouraging young ones to stand tall and check their heights. Everyone's favorite personal health care companion is also present in the art, lollipop in hand, ready to offer the kids for being good. The Coco Skull Sipper is now available at Disneyland Resort for Hispanic and Latin American Heritage Month, which officially began on September 15th. Disneyland Resort celebrates this Heritage Month and the Day of the Dead uh, this fall with the limited-time food uh, menus. Plaza de la Familia at Disney California Adventure and a musical celebration of Coco are also part of the fun. The Coco Skull Sipper includes a fountain beverage or a specialty beverage for $1 more. The Skull Sipper is $24.69. You can find all the locations listed at DisneylandNewsToday.com. Guests will soon be able to immerse themselves in the Kingdom of Arendelle as the World of Frozen expansion at Hong Kong Disneyland is set to unfreeze its gates on November 20th. Representatives and executives recently shared an in-depth look at the new Frozen-inspired land in celebration of the park's anniversary, and local media were able to get a sneak peek at the expansion, and our friends at Disney Magical Kingdom blog posted a full walkthrough of the outdoor areas of the land in a new YouTube video, which you can watch on our website. The video showcases the numerous theme decorations and intricately detailed building facades around World of Frozen. You can watch the full tour again on our website, and we will be heading out there to cover the grand opening. Stay tuned in November. Um, going back to Hong Kong, it's been a long time. Disney Halloween has begun at the Tokyo Disney Resort, and we're beginning our tour at Tokyo Disneyland, uh, where they've started with their parades and as well all of their amazing Halloween decorations. In front of the entrance to Tokyo Disneyland, the Mickey floral display has been transformed for Halloween, depicting Mickey as a vampire, complete with white fangs and a black cape. Even Tinkerbell is getting in on the Halloween spirit and is dressed up as a witch for her appearance on the Tokyo Disneyland entrance sign. I love it. 
Jack-o'-lanterns in, in uh, beds of fall leaves are beneath the Tokyo Disneyland sign on each column, and an orange banner and purple banner featuring 40th anniversary jack-o'-lanterns and Halloween snacks are on the columns. Behind the entrance archway, special Halloween dream garland hang, hangs across the balconies above. Of course, the dream garland, part of the motif of the 40th anniversary dream go-round. The pennants feature the Lonesome Ghost and the Disney Halloween 2023 logo. In World Bazaar, the giant Mickey jack-o'-lantern has appeared, ready to light up the night for Disney Halloween. The jack-o'-lantern sits on a pedestal with Disney Halloween on the front against a spider web, and the pumpkins at the back facing Cinderella Castle feature the 40th Dream Go Round logo. At night, of course, this all lights up from within. In the Castle Hub area, you'll find scarecrows, tombstones, and jack-o'-lanterns dotted across the landscape. There are even Mickey and Minnie scarecrows. Life-size figures of the lonesome ghosts in their hats and capelets lounge around one planter, and banners on the lamppost feature Mickey and friends dressed up for the season. Cinderella Castle is also lit up in orange and purple at night. Very pretty. And adorable decorations feature ghosts, featuring ghosts have taken over Toontown, including this sign on a walkway pointing to Pumpkin Street. The windows of these doors have been decorated with images of ghosts and jack-o'-lanterns with trick and treat above the doors. And this set of dumbbells on the ground are now jack-o'-lantern dumbbells. The ghost in a, a striped prisoner's uniform is trying to escape the dog pound, which has jack-o'-lantern decals. And cartoonish jack-o'-lanterns are found throughout the land. Outside the gas station is a pumpkin car with a bat hood ornament. And of course, in classic Tokyo style, you can buy a toy of this car this year to take home. It even has a Mickey jack-o'-lantern license plate. A string of Mickey and Friends as jack-o'-lanterns hangs between the gas station's columns. We also got to see the return of the Spooky Boo Parade. Although our sneak peek performance was modified due to high temperatures, nonetheless, you can watch this very cute parade, which includes a float dedicated to Splash Mountain, right here on our YouTube channel. The spooky season has also arrived at Tokyo Disney Sea as Halloween theming and decorations now adorn all of the park's ports. Uh, let's begin our tour in Mediterranean Harbor, shall we? Uh, where the Halloween Harbor greeting has kicked off. All this will be happening September 15th through October 31st, of course, as part of Disney Halloween at Tokyo Disney Resort. In the Harbor greeting, Mickey now appears alongside his friends, including Duffy and Shelley May in Halloween attire. Mickey wears a festive orange and purple suit, a color palette echoed by Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, Duffy, and Daisy. And Donald wears a green and yellow suit with a jack-o'-lantern hat, while Shelley May wears a seasonal costume uh, complemented with a sunflower. They greet guests from the water as the boat sails around Mediterranean Harbor. And uh, yeah, that's a very cute float. It's covered in candy and jack-o'-lanterns and other Halloween paraphernalia. The characters comically interact with each other, wave at guests, and dance throughout the roughly 10-minute show, which you can watch in full, of course, right here on our channel. Tokyo Disney Seers received a festive facelift to coincide with the new Halloween greetings. The entrance to the park through Passiaggio uh, Miracosta has received a Halloween makeover. The 40 placed in the center of the entryway has received a new festive color scheme and is now flanked by jack-o'-lanterns on either side. Frightening jack-o'-lantern images have also been placed above the neighboring arches with Halloween-themed dream-go-round banners greeting guests once they pass by. Uh, once they pass by. Disney characters appear in jack-o'-lantern form underneath the structure, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy being present, and numerous Halloween-centric character posters appear throughout the Mediterranean Harbor section of the park. This poster features Pluto eagerly looking at a candy version of Mount Prometheus, one of Disney Sea's icons, the main icon, in fact. Halloween decorations even stretch to the American waterfront section of the park. This port of call, specifically its New York section, contains Disney Sea's version of Tower of Terror. You'll also find cast members dressed as vintage New York City reporters with a bit of festive flair walking around and interacting with guests. It's all part of the Halloween fun at Tokyo Disney Resort. 
For the absolute latest on all these stories and all that didn't make it into today's show, be sure to check WWNT.com and follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. You can support the entire team behind this show and others by joining the WDWNT Interglobe Society at patreon.com slash WDWNT. Get access to exclusive content, discounted show and event tickets, and more. Special shout-out to all of our WIGS members watching who make this show happen every week. For the worldwide leader in Disney Parks news, this is Tom Corliss saying, enjoy the rest of your today. Have a great big beautiful tomorrow. And now I'm going to take this phone call.